Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, a weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hotchberg, and this is episode number 125. On a Royal Caribbean ship, dining is as much part of the cruise experience as the pools, activities, and entertainment. It's also something that affords you and your family wonderful opportunities to sample, share, learn from, and enjoy flavors from literally around the world. And not every dining opportunity has to be enjoyed during just breakfast, lunch, or dinner. So this week, we're going to count down my top five Royal Caribbean desserts. I also have some favorite desserts that some of you have helped me with, and that will not only introduce you to some desserts that you may not have considered before, but will also, I think, leave you probably very hungry at the end of this episode. Here we go. Royal Caribbean has so much to offer in terms of entertainment, family fun, cultural activities, and of course, great dining. And when you think of a Royal Caribbean cruise, I think many guests instantly start imagining the wonderful food available on board at the various restaurants. And often, we'll run across favorites as well as maybe some new dishes that we never tried before. Royal Caribbean offers a tremendous amount of great dining options, and I've always felt it's an aspect of the cruise experience that enhances our lives because it offers us a great way to try new foods and explore culinary options we may have never considered before. In fact, food brings people together, and Royal Caribbean has so much good food to try, which will expand your palate and offer you new flavors, but also taste really, really good. And who knows? Maybe you'll find a new favorite along the way. Now, in past podcast episodes, we've explored various aspects of the Royal Caribbean cruise experience with our top five episodes, and in each top five episode, we discuss the top five things about that topic at hand that are not to be missed, great activities, shows, or just parts of the cruise experience you ought to check out, and so this week, I want to explore what are the absolute best desserts on any Royal Caribbean ship, and also share with you my five Royal Caribbean desserts. I've also got some of Royal Caribbean desserts some of you actually submitted back to me via Periscope. So we've got a lot to talk about. And when we're talking about Royal Caribbean desserts, boy, there's a lot of great choices out there. I mean, you could talk about, I'm sure instantly when you heard this topic, many of you started thinking about your favorites different that, that came from different restaurants. Maybe it's from the Windjamere. Maybe it's coming from the main dining room. Maybe it's coming from a specialty restaurant. Regardless of where it's coming from, there's a lot of great desserts. And certainly, it's. I don't think I need to tell you that there are a lot of really, really, really tasty food on board, desserts or regular food, whatever the case may be. There's a lot of great food on there. So in picking these top five, I got to tell you, I had to dig deep. I had to think about the desserts that really appeal to me, the ones that if I'm sitting here in my in my home studio and I could, if I could go for just one, what would they be? And coming up with just those five, it's really tough. I got to tell you, this is the hard work that a your, your loyal podcast host has to think about what are the desserts I would absolutely positively recommend as my top five, and I'm happy to share them with you. So let's jump into my top five Royal Caribbean desserts. Now for our first dessert, I'm going to go to one of my favorite restaurants ever on any Royal Caribbean ship, Sabor Modern Mexican. It probably doesn't surprise many of you to hear me say that I'm going to reference something that I ate at Sabor Modern Mexican. It's a restaurant that Royal Caribbean introduced just a couple of years ago, and I absolutely love it on every ship that it's available to. And something that's definitely overlooked, something that I never save room for, but you know what, I still squeeze it in, is dessert at Sabor. And Sabor's got a great dessert in their dessert tray. Basically, it's a tray they bring you just chock full of dessert options for you to try. And you know what, Royal Caribbean has a rich history of offering just amazing desserts in general. So the Sabor dessert 
is definitely another one not to miss. And you'll get a small sampling of each dessert. So everyone on your table can sample a little bit of everything. That's the idea. Instead of just committing to one, you can graze across the desserts. And there's a lot of great choices, but if I got to pick one on here that you got to go with, the one that, I mean, the dessert tray in general is really good, but the one that is the, is slap your grandma good, if I can borrow a term from a friend, it is the churros and chocolate banana empanadas. Yes, the chocolate banana empanadas, also the churros. Those are the, that is the creme de la creme of the desserts offered there. I know it's hard to save room between the guacamole, the salsa, the chips, the amazing entrees, the drinks. But if you can squeeze in a little bit, boy, the chocolate banana empanadas and the churros at Sabor Modern Mexican definitely are worth the calories because it is just so, so darn good. And it's just something that, you know, I honestly overlook. I always think, I'm thinking, ah, don't worry about dessert at Sabor. I'm going to focus on the on the guacamole, baby. And then I get there, and the dessert tray comes, and it's like, oh, yeah, these bad boys. And we have, my wife loves them. I love them as well. It's just they're, they're warm, soft, and, and boy, do they have some great flavor to it. I mean, it is, this, these are not store-bought. These are homemade, amazing desserts, and certainly something that I definitely give a huge thumbs up to. So definitely the dessert tray at Sabor Modern Mexican is going to start us off here on our top five desserts. Now, when we're talking about desserts, also, let's stay with especially restaurants. And let's go to one that I've been enjoying for years. I mean, I can't even tell you how many years it's been. I think in the, the first time I ever ate here, I sampled it. And ever since, it's been my go-to dessert. They've offered some new desserts over the years. And I certainly sample them here and there. But I always go. My go-to one has got to be the red velvet cake at Chop's Grill. Now, Chops has offered this red velvet cake over the many years. It has changed a little bit over the last couple of years. I don't care. It still tastes amazing. It is a healthy serving <laughs> of red velvet cake with this amazing frosting on it. I, I, I can't do it justice in this description because it is essentially just a huge chunk of red velvet cake that if you are a red velvet cake fan, this is the cake for you. This was the cake made in mind for... Red Velvet Cake fans, and it is just it is so moist. It is so flavorful, and I think it really is the combination of the, the cake being just that perfect moistness along with the amazing frosting. It's, it's, when they work together, boy, with their powers unit combined, they create the ultimate Red Velvet Cake, and for me, this is definitely something that had to make my list. In fact, when I first thought of, okay, top five desserts, boom, Red Velvet Cake at Chop's Grill was the one I thought of. And I'll tell you, folks. It, it, you know, we talk about when we talk about Chopsco, we always talk about the steaks and the wonderful sides they have there, and they are very, 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 very good. But really, dessert is this is, might be the one restaurant, Chops Grill, where the desserts really stand out in addition to everything else. And so, the red velvet cake over at Chops Grill is making our top five. Another favorite is something that I go to every single cruise that offers it. Certainly, any of the Voyager, Freedom, Oasis class ships will offer this as well. And that is Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Look, ice cream is something that has been around forever almost. But you know what? Ben and Jerry's ice cream is just so it, – it, it offers such a great quality to it. And I love enjoying some Ben and Jerry's ice cream when I'm on the Royal Promenade. In fact, I think Ben and Jerry's ice cream has become one of those things that I don't eat on land anymore because I've associated it with taking a Royal Caribbean cruise. And my favorite – my go-to flavor is coffee ice cream. I'm a coffee ice cream fiend. When they have in the main dining room, usually on a seven-night cruise, you'll have coffee ice cream at least once on your cruise. And that means I always load up on that. But you know what? 
one day is not enough for me. And that's why Ben and Jerry's ice cream in general is where I go. And my, certainly my daughters love it. Who's not going to turn down ice cream, right? And it's just it, – it's a great quality ice cream. It is just perfect to be able – I like taking the ice cream and then either walking around somewhere, bringing it somewhere else. So if I'm on an Oasis class ship, you're already in the boardwalk area. Just go right out there. Enjoy a view of the ocean. If you're on a royal promenade, it's great for people watching because then you get to eat your ice cream and then see everyone all maybe dress up for dinner. Or it's a great late afternoon snack. I mean that, that's something that I think is just it, – it's worth the extra couple dollars for Ben & Jerry's ice cream. So I'm adding Ben & Jerry's ice cream to our top five as well. You know what? Since Ben & Jerry's is on the Royal Promenade, there's another option, another dessert that I'm going to go to for our top five. Coming in at number four is the Cheesecake Lollipops from Cafe Promenade. And they may have these also at Cafe Latitudes on some of the Vision or Radiance class ships. But I've only I've, – I, I first ever discovered them at Cafe Promenade, so I'm going to go with there. But it could be at other options. But the Cheesecake Lollipops, what are they? Well, they're cheesecake on a lollipop. This is something, whoever came up with this deserves a Nobel Peace Prize, I'm just saying, because this is just an amazing creation. It is as good as it sounds. It's basically cheesecake wrapped in a, uh, I guess a hard frosting is the best way to describe it, shell, and on a stick. And we all know food on a stick tastes better than, than food on just a plate. There's something about it. I don't know what it is, but it just ends up tasting better when it's on a stick. And boy, the cheesecake lollipops are Oh, they're heaven. They they are – when the world comes to an end and we have you know an hour or a day, whatever the case, we only have a limited amount of time left, this is how I'm going out, baby, with two with as many cheesecake lollipops in my hands as I can I can manage and just eating them up because they are just so good. They're, I mean I feel so guilty after eating them, but boy, do I love these bad boys, and they are just my go-to dessert at Cafe Promenade. I'm only human. I mean, you get, you're get you going to get your Starbucks coffee there. You got to have something to eat with it, right? I mean, you know, it's, it's a natural thing. And, you know, I guess you could get something a little healthier, but ah, the Cheesecake Lollipops, they speak to me. And so Cheesecake Lollipops are making our top five. And the last item that's going to make our top five Royal Caribbean desserts, I thought really hard about this. What is the last one? It's the one that my wife suggested. And I thought, you know what, this is probably true. It's something that I definitely enjoy as well and something that I think that is really maybe even underlooked, underappreciated. And we're going to go to Giovanni's table and we are going to sample the massive cannolis that are here. And if you've already eaten at Giovanni's table, at the end of the meal, they wheel out this cart to your table and they show you a bunch of desserts that are available. And there's just a number of cakes, but... The go-to dessert at Giovanni's Table, something that's been really, really good over the years, is the cannoli. And the cannoli is, you know, it's it's an iconic Italian dessert, and deservedly so, because it is just a wonderful serving of, uh, I don't even know what's in it, cream or whatever. It's love is in the middle of this bad boy. It's it's a it's a cooking cream combination. It's amazing, and it is so flavorful. It it's just it's perfect. For this kind of a meal, and it is again quintessentially an Italian dessert, and I quite honestly think it could be a meal on its own. It is a massive serving of cannoli. So the cannoli from Giovanni Sable, boy, that's got to make my, my, my top five Royal Caribbean desserts. So there you go. There's you got my top five, but you know what? I, I know there are others. A lot of people have lots of other favorites. And so before recording this episode, I actually went onto Periscope, which is a social media app where I can do live broadcasts, and many of you, in fact, have been joining me on these pairs. So I do once a day, 
And if you want to follow me, all you have to do is just download Periscope. You need to download it to an Android or iOS device. So it works on iPhone or Galaxy S, whatever, and, and your iPad and all that other stuff. It's free, completely free to use. And you just follow me on Periscope. I am the RCL blog, the RCL blog, just like my Twitter name. I'm on Periscope. And we do, you know, we, we talk Royal Caribbean there every day. And so on one particular day, I asked everyone in there, I said, look, guys, I'm going to record this episode of the top five Royal Caribbean desserts, but I need your input because maybe I'm forgetting something. Maybe there's some other ones that I didn't even know about. So I went to Periscope and I got some great suggestions and I want to share them all with you here in addition to my top five. So maybe you'll be nodding your heads with uh, some of the folks that, that suggested these or perhaps you'll say to yourself, wow, that was one I didn't even consider. I didn't even know it existed. I love whatever. I'm going to go try that out. So we've got a, a number over here. I'm going to start with uh, first one up, uh, t- the Titanic Shop. Uh, that's the username. Suggested Red Velvet Cake as well. Totally on board with that. John C underscore just me suggested the creme brulee in the main dining room. And I'm not a big creme brulee fan. My wife is. And when I told her about the, I showed her this list, she put a big star next to the creme brulee in the main dining room. It is a wonderful dessert. I certainly can appreciate it. It's a beautiful dessert. And it's something that definitely I can totally understand why it makes John's list here. And, and it certainly should be something you consider. Now, also really, really good, and something that's new to me, is a dessert, the tiramisu at Coastal Kitchen and Giovanni's Table. Well, Giovanni's Table and Coastal Kitchen offer this, a tiramisu. And uh, Luna, it was the person who suggested it in Periscope. And she told me that this is just the go-to thing. And you know what? If I'm ever at Coastal Kitchen again or Giovanni say, well, maybe I'll, I'll spare the cannoli. I don't know how I can. And and opt for the tiramisu. It's another great dessert option. So thank you, Luna, for that suggestion. Also, uh, another really good one and something that I've had in the past. And I certainly understand why it made this list. Wan67 suggested the cupcakes from Cupcake Cupboard. And now, the cupcakes at Cupcake Cupboard are, are not your father's or your mother's cupcakes these are massive in size and they are i remember i went i was going to a show in the royal theater and i said "Ooh, you know i want something to snack on so i stopped in the cupcake cupboard to get one of these on my way you know one for the road right and and i just remember thinking oh my gosh this thing is a massive it is a huge cupcake and boy it will definitely fill you up i was not let me put it this way i did not leave that theater hungry afterwards but it is just wonderful i mean first of all they're beautiful to look at have you seen the photos of these things i mean in some ways it's almost a crime to eat them and if it is a crime to eat them then consider me guilty of that because they are really really good but they are beautiful as they are tasty so definitely i agree with that uh, Flex Bill and Periscope suggested the souffle from the main dining room. And, dude, I am all over this one. I It didn't make my top five, but I totally can see this one, Flex Bill. It is these chocolate souffles where they, they, they take special time to create. And they, they're served with some, either a chocolate sauce or a vanilla sauce. It doesn't, they're, I don't know what it is, but you, you pour it in the middle. Oh, it is so good. It is just you know, I, this, is, this is the way to dessert is the chocolate souffles. So I totally understand that. And that was, of course, available in the main dining room. Uh, and also in our in Periscope, Jock, J-O-C, suggested the ice cream by the pool. Dude, I, my daughter is all about the ice cream by the pool. So, of course, many of you know all Royal Caribbean chips offer some ice cream, soft serve ice cream, free almost all day long. And you can get it. Usually it's served by the pool. And you know what? It just tastes better because it's by the pool. There's something about it. You go. You see the kids 
who are trying to load it up and create new world records by how many swirls they can get without it falling over. It's just there's always a line for it, and it's always worth it because you know you're you're in the pool, you're 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 you know you're you're playing, you're you're splashing, you're whatever, and then you know what you need a little cool down, you need a little snack. Boom, the ice cream is right there. You don't even have to go you know inside to get it. It's the go-to pool snack, I think, and certainly something that I got to agree with as as definitely a top Royal Caribbean dessert. Also on Periscope, J.C. Jarvis suggested the Cafe Con Leche at Coastal Kitchen. And I've never tried this, Jarvis, but I know Jarvis is a very smart man, so I'm going to definitely I'm, – I'm, that's good enough for me, Jarvis. I'm going to go try that out the next time I am at Coastal Kitchen because that sounds amazing. I've had Cafe Con Leche in other, on other places, be it on land or – I'm not sure I've had a Royal Caribbean before, but hey, that sounds awesome. Now, another one that we got was Bastille Man suggested the cheese plate in the main dining room. This is my dad's favorite Royal Caribbean dessert. He loves this thing. And you know what? If my father was here, he would he would definitely be vouching for this. It's just a great assortment of cheese and 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 cheese and and some you know some fruit as well. But it's if you're a cheese lover, this is definitely way for you. Jose Pena 12 in Periscope suggested the Huckleberry Cheesecake at Chop Scroll. Now, this is a relatively new dessert. The Huckleberry Cheesecake was introduced when, when Royal Caribbean revamped the Chop Scroll menu, starting with Navigator of the Seas back in last year, 2014. And it's been something I think that is definitely a new classic. It's something that is something I've only found, quite honestly, on Royal Caribbean. But it is a really good cheese. So basically, it's a, it's a great New York-style cheesecake along with huckleberries, which is not a typical or traditional topping that you find on a cheesecake but it is really really good what i like about it is it's not this you know it's not like a a warm baked huckleberry it's not like one of those it's not like liquid huckleberry like you'd get like maybe on a, on a strawberry sundae no these are these are fresh huckleberries they put on there and i think because of that it make to me that's a huge win for this, and that's what makes it so darn tasty. So definitely, Jose, I agree about the Huckleberry Cheesecake. Emma Summerland suggested the milkshake from Johnny Rockets. Now, this is a classic. This has been going let's, – I mean, this goes back years and years and years. The milkshakes Johnny Rockets have been something that I know a lot of people enjoy. It's something that, for quite honestly, some people just go to Johnny Rockets just for the milkshakes. And I, I got to tell you, the milkshakes in, in most Johnny Rockets are really, really, really good. Definitely worth the additional cost to them, uh, but they are. You know, how can you go wrong with fries and a milkshake? I'm sorry, you you just can't. The only way you can get better is you do what I do at 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 Wendy's restaurants. Is you is you take the fries, you dip them in the milkshake, and eat them that way. Oh, so good, so good. And lastly, we're gonna go with another classic. This one coming from our good friend Wan67 again. Chocolate covered strawberries. From room service, and this is something I've gotten over the years as well. I completely agree. I love having it just in the room because it just gives you a little nice, perfect snack for the day. Something to sample, and you know, you come back to the room from whatever. Maybe you're back from the pool. Maybe you're coming back from a trivia. Whatever. You grab one, and then you stick the rest back into your into your mini fridge, and it is just the perfect, perfect snack, right? It is that. It is it, it's it's the freshness of the strawberries coupled with chocolate, and it's beautiful. They offer chocolate covered, white chocolate covered, and some of the chocolate covered strawberries have all these little decorations on them. Again, almost too beautiful to eat. Almost, I emphasize almost because I definitely eat them. <laughs> but they are a great snack, and also something that you can order for folks that are going on a cruise that you're not going on, but you want to order them a gift. It's a great inexpensive gift to order them so that can be delivered right to their stateroom, and that way 
they have a, not only a little memento from you, but also something they're definitely going to remember because those chocolate-covered strawberries are just amazing. Well, this is great. This is Now I'm really hungry, and I'm going to go eat something. So thank you all so much for the great suggestions. And I hope that between my list and maybe some of the suggested desserts that the folks from Periscope had, that you will have something new to try on a Royal Caribbean cruise. And maybe you're going to find a brand-new favorite dessert to try as well because that's what it's all about, discovering new foods on board and expanding our palates and just enjoying desserts in general. That is why we love taking Royal Caribbean cruises. It's time once again to read your listener emails, and I love doing this each and every week because it's our opportunity to talk together about Royal Caribbean, whether we're answering a question, sharing a suggestion, or a tip, or just helping each other. The goal of Royal Caribbean Blog has always been to have a better Royal Caribbean cruise, and through these emails, I really feel like we're all helping each other, be it just sharing information, right? And our first email this week comes to us from Angela, who writes, Hello, Matt. Loving your podcast. I'm a newbie to the podcast, but yours is at the top of my favorites. My sisters and I, five of us, will be embarking on our first sister's trip in March 2016. Part of our trip will be an 11-day cruise on Explorer of the Seas from Sydney, Australia to New Zealand. Cannot begin to say how excited we are. Your podcasts have definitely helped me get prepared for them. Any tips or reviews on this particular ship? And Angela, boy, you picked a great ship. Explorer of the Seas is a Voyager-class ship. And she actually just got her refurbishment back earlier in April of 2015. So there's a lot of new stuff on board. And this offers you a lot of... So let's talk about the big things to look for. Number one, there's a Flow Rider Surf Simulator. You and your sisters definitely need to try this. It's It's on the back of the ship. And it is a surf simulator it's a machine where you can go on that constantly has the perfect wave for you to go and and try you can try boogie boarding if you prefer or stand up surfing there'll be wipeouts make sure you wear a very very tight bathing suit Uh, i think a one piece is what a lot of people recommend for women but it's a great way to learn how to surf and just have a lot of fun i mean bring the video camera it's perfect for this so that's definitely something to look forward to there's a new outdoor movie screen by the pool so that way you can be in the pool and enjoy some great films out there i mean it's hard to go wrong with a lot of that as as an option right because boy who doesn't enjoy swimming and a pool you've also got some new restaurants chops grill giovanni's table izumi and an addition of an R bar, one of my favorite bars as well. So, And there's also some other changes that have been added as well. But Explorers East offers quite a bit, i got to tell you. So when you're on there, you want to make sure you check out the new restaurants, check out the Flow Rider, watch a movie or two by the pool, go to the R bar, have some drinks with your sisters there. I mean, there, there's a lot to, to enjoy. And the staterooms in, in general have been refurbished. And it's a great ship, i got to tell you. And I think that I know a lot of Australians are super excited about Explorer the Sea's arrival there because it just offers so much in terms of just new activities and just something different from what they've been able to experience there before. So, Angela, have a great time. And I can't wait to hear from you, Angela, when you get back about what you and your sisters really enjoy. Don't forget also the the ice skating. Angela, you got to go ice skating while you're on a cruise ship. There's just something about it. It's the best way to, to check it out. Next, we have an email from DJ Sims who writes, Hello, Matt. This is my first time on a Royal Caribbean and second time cruising. My first time was on Carnival sailing out of Jacksonville, Florida. I have asked this question on Periscope but did not hear the answer due to being in traffic at the time. We have three adults in a balcony sitting with a Pullman bed. Will this Pullman bed be comfortable enough for an adult? Also, we are having trouble finding an excursion in St. Martin that allows us to visit the airport beach at Marigo, Orient Beach, and a little rum shop I found on TripAdvisor. Do you have any suggestions on how we'll be able to visit these places? For some reason, my parents are somewhat afraid of just taking a random cab and not making it back to the port on time. Thanks for your advice. 
Well, let's start with the Pullman beds, and the answer is yes. I don't think you'll have any problem with putting an adult on there. They are the same size as the beds below them, so they are basically full-size twin beds, so as long as you can fit in one of those, you're fine, and certainly large enough. A lot of people also report that it's actually a little more comfortable because they get far less wear and tear than the regular beds because far less people tend to sleep in them. So, hey, maybe you'll get even a more comfortable sleep, and uh, you know, it can be something, something that... I think you would have no problem with is, you know, for, for an adult, I wouldn't worry about that at all. Now, your other question was, how do you get to do the airport beach, Maho Beach, Marigo, Orient Beach, and maybe even a little rum shop you found on TripAdvisor? I think you got to go through a driver. I know that your parents are a little uh, concerned about that. Here's a couple things to keep in mind. Number one, you've got to understand that manage your time. And I would always plan whoever you hire for a driver, make sure that you're, they bring you back well before the time you're planning on. So tell them, hey, I want to go to these places. I'm going to be back at the ship. Let's say your ship is supposed to depart. You know, all aboard is 4.30 p.m. I would give yourself at least two hours. That way, you give yourself time. And if you, if you have extra time, hey, you can always go hang out in the port area and do some more shopping or drinking or eating there, right? So give yourself a little bit of padding on that end. But I have done this many, many times in terms of going to St. Martin and always doing it on my own. It's a great place for this. It's very easy to do this. And I think that a, a, a private taxi is going to be the way to do it. And you've got a couple of options. You can try researching in advance and finding a driver. I have one of my favorite drivers of all time is Leo Brown. He's a driver in, in St. Martin. And, and DJ, if you need some help with uh, contacting him, just send me an email, matt at royalcaribbeanblog.com, and I can give you his... I don't, I don't feel comfortable just posting it, saying his contact information over the over the airwaves necessarily, but I'll be happy to share with you his phone number. And a lot of Royal Caribbean blog podcast listeners have used him over the years, and I love him. I use him every single time. He's great. I think his rates are very affordable. But if you also would prefer just to go out the ship and find a driver there, you can negotiate. I mean, tell them, hey, look, I want to go to the, I want to go to Maho Beach. I want to go to Marigo. I want to go to Orient Beach and this rum shop, and I want to be back by this time make it happen how much negotiate you know you can do that as well and it's something I've, i usually that's my if i don't have a leo brown import that is my go-to strategy there are a ton of drivers out there they're all competing with each other so don't feel bad about hey what's the best rate you can do for this here's the amount of people a couple of things to also keep in mind number one make sure that when you're doing this that the rate that you're negotiating is just for you and your and your family sometimes they the drivers like to mash you up with someone else like like oh this, you know you're going to airport beach okay this other people are going to airport beach because they want to maximize the fare but you know make sure just make sure you're aware hey look this is just for us we want you to drive us around the island because you're going to need in the situation basically a private driver for the day and that should be something that is very easy to do and the other thing of course I, maybe this goes without saying but get off the ship early make sure you're one of the first people off the ship so that way you're maximizing your time because if you're getting off the ship at you know if your ship docks at let's say 8 a.m and you're rolling off the ship around 10:30. You miss a lot of time, and with the with the suggestion I had earlier about coming back earlier, you're really going to limit yourself because some of the stops you're talking about, Maho Beach, you're going to have to obviously wait for an airplane or two. I don't know. I mean, the amount of time you spend here is as much time as you think you need to see air, airplanes taking off and landing. So whether that's one, two, four, I don't know. Marigo is a beautiful town. Shopping again can be can be done in ten minutes. It can be done in two hours. It depends how much you want to do. Same for Orient Beach because again, how much time do you want to spend at the beach? I would probably go straight to Orient Beach, do some swimming there. So get get off the ship early. Go to Orient Beach, then go to Marigo, which you're on the French side already. Enjoy your uh, shopping or eating, whatever you're doing over there. Maybe you know combine lunch with shopping in Marigo, then. You've got your rum shop. I don't know if it's your, I'm not sure if it's on the Dutch side or not. I would go to Maho Beach next, though, the airport beach. Go there, 
check that out, and then work in the rum shop if it's on the Dutch side. You don't want to go back from Dutch to French. You know, if, if the rum shop is on the French side, then go stay on the French side and do that. But again, you have to be cognizant of the airplane schedule. It's not like, you know, uh, LAX where there's airplanes coming in like every five minutes. There are maybe a handful of planes or landings, depending on the day that you're talking about. So there will be some in the morning, there'll be some in the afternoon. You know, I just, when I went there, I just happened to, we randomly showed up there at a given time, and I think we saw at least two planes landing. But be cognizant of the fact that you may spend a fair amount of time just waiting around for it to happen. But you want the experience, you got to make it happen. So hopefully that helps you out there, and I would love to hear about your experience when you get back. Next up, we have an email from another person for Periscope. It's Scott Stein, who writes, I'm listening to your Cosmo Belize episode right now, and it got me thinking about shopping on board and or in port. I'm always confused by what really is a good deal and what is not. Like you, I'm a New Yorker, born and raised, Brooklyn and then Long Island, 20 years old. So by nature and by nurture, I'm skeptical and cynical. It's who we are, right? It's in our blood, just like dropping the F-bomb in every other sentence. Trust isn't given out lightly. So is shopping at Diamonds International, for instance, truly better than some of the stores in the States. And what about all the specials that Royal Caribbean runs on board? And what about duty-free or booze? Though, for better or worse, I tend to know booze prices. What about shopping, shipping stuff home versus bringing it back to the ship? And how often have these been issues where shipped items never made it back? Etc, etc, etc. Maybe you even know enough about these things yourself, or maybe you can bring an expert on who can tell us if it's a big masquerade or if there's real value. Or, maybe this isn't a good idea for an episode at all. I just know that shopping is a huge part of the experience for many people and it might be for us too if I knew I was not getting ripped off. Take my idea or leave it. Either way, I'm still a Matt Disciple and a card-carrying member of the Church of the Royal Caribbean blog. Bye for now. <laughs> Scott, I love the email. And yes, as a, as a fellow, or now I'm a former New Yorker, I will tell you that a, a you know negotiating with with deals, regardless of where you're going, is a part of it. I, I kind of enjoy it, to be perfectly honest with you. It's, you know, haggling is, is a is a time-honored tradition. And shopping is a big part of the cruise. There's no question about it. Whether you're doing it on board or you're doing it on shore, there's a lot to consider. And, you know, we... And maybe we should do this as an episode in the future, Scott, but I'll give you some basic guidelines here. I will tell you that let's start with shopping on shore. Is there any of these shore experiences you're doing? You mentioned Diamonds International, and there's a ton of them. The thing is, you got to keep in mind a couple of things. And I'm not saying this, I'm not going to render a verdict. I'm just going to give you some, some information, and it's up to you to do with it however you see fit. Places like Diamonds International and 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 that Del Sol store that has all those clothing that lights up from the sun. A lot of these stores that you see at every single port are obviously chain stores that also have a financial relationship with Royal Caribbean and other cruise lines as well. Basically, they pay... Not only do they pay for the prime real estate right by where you dock, but they also pay Royal Caribbean money to be included in these little shopping guides. Now, the Royal Caribbean will often offer these little shopping demonstrations or seminars on board right before you get to a port where like, hey, this is where you go to get the best deals. But a lot of those places, in, in full disclosure, pay to be listed in the little pamphlets they give you. Now, I'm not saying these are bad places to shop at. They may, in fact, offer you some good deals. I know that in our family, we've occasionally shopped at one of these. I tend to prefer to go to other places. I mean, I guess the reason why... I don't even know why. I, I guess the reason why I go is just to, again, give some more money to the little man, shop around for, for what else is out there. You know, I, I guess my ultimate rationale, and this may not be accurate, and if you don't think I'm wrong, hey, it may very well be the case. If you're paying all that money for Prime Real Estate, you're paying all that money to Royal Caribbean to advertise 
at some point, that cost of business is going to be rolled back into the product. I mean, it has to be. They're not just, you know, taking it. I mean, they could be, you know, obviously taking a hit on it a little bit, but they're making money. They're, they're a business. Diamonds International and places like that have been around forever. So to some extent, I don't know if I'm getting a better deal elsewhere, but it doesn't hurt to shop around. That's the thing. You know, you go to Diamonds International, get a price, say, what's your bet? You find something you like, say, what's the best price I can get for this? And then shop around and say, okay, we'll be back. Don't be afraid to leave and shop around. That is a huge aspect of shopping. It's not just haggling, right? You can haggle them down to the lowest price you can. But at the end of the day, you might say, you know what? Thank you. I'm going to go do a little more shopping, you know, compare and, and see what the best deal is and what we like the best. And maybe that's how you do it. But I think that's definitely a great strategy. So don't just go into Diamonds International and assume it is the best deal out there. Now, again, how, how deals range, I think it depends on the island. Certain islands, certain ports are better known for certain things. Like in Cozumel, they're really well known for silver. In St. Thomas, they're really known for fine jewelry. You know, different ports have different port things that they're best known for. And maybe a little bit of that is just, you know, at this point is just, is more marketing than anything else. But at the end of the day, I think there is a little bit of truth to it. So, again, do your homework a little bit. Maybe you go to your local department store and see, hey, you know, the diamond ring worth thinking of getting? How much does the diamond ring go for these days at Macy's? Just to compare. I think there's a couple things you're, where you're really going to be saving is taxes, right? And a lot of these ports, you're not paying any any taxes on the item. It's a... It, it, it's a duty-free uh, exchange, so that helps you off. And just that, you'll probably save, you know, depending on how expensive your jewelry is, you could be spending, saving hundreds of dollars, in fact. So that's the big thing. And for a lot of it, again, it's just comparison shopping. Your best idea is to go around, compare, and also keep in mind also that, again, be uh, cognizant of, you know, the quality and understand that if the deal sounds too good, maybe there is a really good reason why it is too good to be true. And you do obviously want to make sure you're not, you know, paying for a diamond that isn't up to the quality that they, they consider, or worse, uh, there's fakes. That's certainly a possibility out there. Again, it's a combination of doing your homework, being able to, you know, consider all options, and, and just having, you know, a gut feeling. If, if everywhere you've gone, the diamond ring has cost $1,000 and someone's selling it for $500, maybe it's not the same quality. Maybe it's not the same. There's Maybe there's a, something else going on here, and it's not just you know, the overhead we're talking about. So it, it, there's some things that are intangibles that I can't guide you on, but I do think Scott, you're absolutely right. That shopping is a huge part of it. And, uh, and, and I think maybe we'll have to start considering that as, as a show topic in terms of, you know, how do we approach shopping while on a roller coaster? cruise? Great suggestion, Scott. I love it. Next up, we have another email and another person from Periscope. It's Brandon Elder, who's Elder on Periscope and Twitter. Hello, Matt. First, I just want to say thank you for all you do. I love listening to your podcast, reading your blog, and getting into Periscope every night to talk Royal Caribbean with you and everyone else. So thank you very much for your hard work. But I had a quick question for you and all the other listeners. My next cruise is just over 200 days away, and although I will not be selling on Royal Caribbean, I will be selling out of Miami, and my girlfriend and I wanted to fly in a couple days early to experience some new and different things in Miami. And if someone knows of any good hotels, restaurants, or entertainment, or attractions that my girlfriend and I can enjoy, I would really appreciate it. It will be the beginning of June, so I'm hoping the weather will be amazing once again thank you so much brandon great question and if i uh amazing weather you mean super hot and humid wish granted my friend june in miami is definitely the you're, you're in the you're in the the wet season right i mean florida only has two seasons the dry season and and the wet season you're in the wet season there i mean basically what that means and this is true of all florida is during the summer or warmer months of the year, you're going to find that you're going to get afternoon rainstorms. It's not going to be like a, a soaker where the whole day is gone. It's going to be, you're going to wake up. It's going to be great. You go outside. It's going to be humid. 
And then at some point in the afternoon, it's going to downpour. It could be downpour for 10 minutes. It could downpour for an hour. But by and large, within an hour or two, it passes, and then it's back to being sunny again. Hashtag Florida. <laughs> Just the way it is. But, hey, it won't be cold. I guarantee you that June in Miami, bring your bring your swimming trunks because it's going to be well warm enough for you to go swimming. So things to do. Miami Beach is certainly a huge attraction there. That is, I mean, it's shopping, swimming. It is, there's a reason why Miami Beach has the reputation it has, and I think that's definitely for, for, for really good reason. There's also, I mean, there's a ton of stuff to do in Miami and the greater Miami area, even Fort Lauderdale, which is only about, I mean, 30, 45 minutes away by car. Don't, don't overlook that as some options as well. I mean, there's basically the reason to go to Miami is like going to any major city, right? You're going there for shopping, you're going there for dining, and in Miami's case, you're going there for swimming in a, in a, in a beautiful beach or something like that. So, I would de- my, my suggestion, and, and of course, if any of our listeners have suggestions for specifics, I'm happy to read them here. So please email me, matt at royalcaribbeanblog.com. But I'm going to tell you, in a situation like this, if I were you, Brandon, I would go there. I mean, research places like TripAdvisor, but I always Yelp as my go-to place for restaurant advice. I will go. I will pull out my app on my phone, wherever I am, stand around, say, okay, what's good around me? Boom, find some really great restaurants. Obviously, there's a huge amount of great Cuban food in Miami and South Miami, so if whether you enjoy Cuban food or never tried it before, I mean, this, this is definitely the place to try Cuban food. So maybe you go try that out. I, I guess the thing I would just tell you is don't go to any chain places. Go to you know some local places that are only found in Miami. And again, it's about eating. It's always about eating. It's about eating. It's about shopping, and it's about the beach, baby. So go down there, be seen, enjoy it, and you got to check out, of course, you know the, the the Miami Beach architecture. It's beautiful. It's just great photos. So definitely enjoy it. I think you have a great time in your pre-cruise exploring because Miami is just a beautiful area. So Miami, Miami Beach, definitely tops right there. Thank you, Brandon, for the email. And our last email this week comes to us from Phil Lucia. Writes this past October, my wife and I cruised to the Western Caribbean on Oasis of the Seas. We love the ship, especially the Royal Promenade. This coming September 2016, we're sailing on Radiance of the Seas from Vancouver to Hawaii. We'll be able to be at sea for five days. And I was wondering if Radiance is something similar to the Royal Promenade. I know it's smaller, and my wife and I are afraid we'll be disappointed in the ship after sailing on Oasis. What are your thoughts? Phil, this is a great question. So there is no Royal Promenade. There is a Centrum, and a Centrum essentially is a large place in the center of the ship that is a, a round circular uh, area it's a common area that offers there's bars there's a lot of activities to go there so you don't have a large canyon like experience that you do in the Royal Promenade Radiance class ships Phil are very much a different and they're a much smaller ship you're talking about maybe 2,500 passengers versus your Oasis of the Seas cruise where you had about 6,500 passengers so a huge difference right they what what they lack what radiance class ships lack in the you know in, in the in the tons of stuff to do like the flow riders and the zip lining and and every you know the Broadway shows the radiance class ships offer in a more intimate experience they have a lot of the ships including radiance disease have gotten a lot of new specialty dining on board so dining is a huge part of a radiance class ship experience and it's also about just enjoying being at sea enjoying the ocean because these ships were built to be they're beautiful ships, and they're b- built to give you views of the ocean from almost everywhere you go. It's something that you're going to notice is going to be a huge difference between that and the Oasis class. I will tell you that if you're going to the ship and you're saying, Matt, I really want to zip. I need to be doing zip lining, you know, flow riding. I need Broadway shows. I need I need all that stuff, that enter- the level of entertainment that you found on Oasis. You're not going to find on Radiance of the Sea. You're not. It's a different kind of ship. It's a different animal. So I think, and this is something I touched upon in my Brilliance of the Seas review that we just did the other week. It is a different 
experience. It's not bad. It's just different. It's it's a lot like this is the comparison I give. The difference between a sedan and a pickup truck. They're both automobiles. They both will get you from point A to point B, but they have very different experiences, right? They're very different kinds of vehicles. The same is true for Radiance class ships and Oasis class ships. Now, in the last couple of years, as I mentioned, Radiance of the Seas has gotten a refurbishment, and they have, they added a lot of the stuff that you found on the Oasis class ships onto Radiance of the Seas, and you have you know a lot, especially dining, and there's some also some other upgrades that came there as well. You know, Wi-Fi, the whole shebang. So. You need to understand what it is there. And now, I guess what I'm trying to say is if, if you're going on this cruise and you're saying, you know, I want to have an Oasis-class experience on this, you're not going to have it. You'll have some experiences. The dining, I think, is probably the closest you're going to find. There are a number of restaurants on board. But, you know, again, if, if your idea of fun is just zip lining, flow riding, and you need a Broadway show, not just, you know, you're, you might be a little disappointed, before I'll be honest with you. That's the thing with the smaller ships are about the experience on board and just relaxing by the pool. They have a beautiful solarium. You know, it's just a different kind of thing. So I hope I'm making sense to you, Phil, here. And I just want to make sure you're, I'm setting your expectations up correctly. That if you're, if you, and there's nothing wrong with just loving those big ships. And if that's the case, maybe you should gravitate more towards the Oasis Freedom, Quantum, and Voyager class ships. But Radiance of the is a beautiful ship. I mean, it's just a different kind of experience. So, Phil, I look forward to hearing your thoughts on that. And certainly if you have any more questions, Phil, always happy to talk about them and answer them here right here on Royal Caribbean Blog. Well, that will do it for this week's show. Thank you again so very much for taking time to listen each and every week. I know that you are busy, and there's lots of things going on in our lives. So the fact that you share some of your time with me each and every week means a lot. And I also want to say thank you to some of the new Royal Caribbean blog insiders, including Robert Laysoff, Nick Terpchinoff, Murray Back, Jeff Poole, Steve Crook, Jim Couch, and Victor Sakal. Really appreciate you all supporting the show and becoming a Royal Caribbean Blog Insider. If you want to support Royal Caribbean Blog and receive exclusive benefits, which are really cool, you can visit royalcaribbeanblog.com slash support. This is completely optional, and it is a great way to support Royal Caribbean Blog and, and show that you love what you're hearing, reading, seeing, and typing, I suppose. <laughs> I love the Royal Caribbean Blog Insiders. You guys are amazing. So, again, thank you all so much for supporting the show. So, until next time, I'm Matt Hotchberg, and we'll talk again soon.